change is inevitable when you walk with God. Purpose Time Change Part 3. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you. would like to share just a little humor A woman was looking in the mirror, and she said, I look old, fat, and ugly. She then said to her husband, I need you to compliment me. He replied, you have perfect eyesight. (laughs) Well, we've been teaching from a parable over in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13. That is a little funny, but I... (laughs) Luke chapter 13, verse 6 through 9, we've been teaching from this parable that Jesus gave about this unproductive tree that was on the property of a landowner. And when the landowner went out to examine it, he found this unproductive tree and said, we need to cut it down. But the yard keeper there, the land maintenance person, manager, he said, no, he said, leave it for this year. And he said, let me work on it for this year. And so we've been talking about three things. We've talked about purpose, talked about time, and we're talking about change. Purpose, time, change. And this is part three. Part three, purpose, time, and change. This tree was not living up to its purpose, and it was wasting its time. But the yard's keeper, he believed that the tree could change and that's where we get the change purpose time and change and so we glean from that particular parable and that account that we can change we can change we can change he said let me work on it this year let me work on it this year and that says to us we can change we can change i like that i like that we can change don't cut the tree down don't discard it just yet Let's give it the opportunity to change. Let's see if we can get it to change. And it says to us that if we don't like our lives, we can change our life. We can change our life if we don't like it. If there's an area in your life and you don't like it, guess what? You can change it. You can change it. You don't have to discard a life because it's unproductive, because it's wasting time. It gives us great hope that we can change. We can change. We can change. We can change. To improve is to change. To improve is to change. You can't improve without changing. And we all have areas of life that we can improve. You know, it doesn't matter. There are so many different areas of life. We all have areas of life that we can improve, whether it's our physical or spiritual or mental or social or relationship. We all have areas. We all have different habits, different things we need to stop and different things we need to start. So we all have areas that we can improve, areas that we can get better. Someone said, you're never too good to get better. You are never too good to get better. I don't care how good you are. 
you can always get a little bit better. You can always strive for a continual improvement. I don't care how good you are. You can always get better. I remember Tiger Woods when he was at the top of his game, number one in the world, had been there for a long time, and he went home after winning all year long. He went home and changed his golf swing. I personally wouldn't have messed with my golf swing. (laughs) But no, but you know what? He was striving to get better. He felt he could even get better than he was. And it was so fascinating to see the number one player in this world completely changed his swing. He completely changed it and started over from scratch. What is that? That's the desire to get better. It's a desire to improve. And to improve is to change. To improve is to change. Chris Hogan said, he says, where you are right now is an opportunity for a new start and a better finish. Where you are right now is an opportunity for a new start and a better finish. So be open to change. Be open to change. Have the right attitude toward change. You can't have growth without change. If you think about it, even a snake has to shed its skin in order to grow. So growth requires change. Growth requires change. Here are some things about change, and they all begin with P. Change is personal. Change is personal. Say, I need to change. I need to change. Change is personal. Change is possible. Say, I am able to change. And change is profitable. Say, I am rewarded by change. Change is personal, possible, and profitable. Change is inevitable when you walk with God. Man, change is inevitable when you walk with God. When you walk with God, change is inevitable. So we're able to change. We profit from change. We can change. We need to change. And we change when three things happen. We change when we learn enough that we want to change. So change requires some knowledge. It requires you increasing your knowledge base. So when we learn enough that we want to change, number two, we change when we receive enough that we're able to change. And number three, sometimes we change when we hurt enough where we have to change. So some people won't change until it has just gotten so bad they're forced to change. Somebody said that a dog won't move off the nail it's sitting on until the nail starts to hurt enough. (laughs) And so sometimes things in our lives have to really get to such a pain point where it is more uncomfortable and it hurts more to remain the same than to change. And so when we can get the viewpoint that is more beneficial of changing than remaining the same, uh, than remaining the same, then change is profitable. We're rewarded by change. It's personal, it's profitable, and change is possible. We are able to change. Here are some reasons we have trouble changing. Number one is fear because change involves loss. You know, it involves loss. You have to give up some things. You have to give up your comfort zone, what you're familiar with and what you currently have and where you are. And so sometimes that scares us. We don't want to leave our comfort zone. But you have to give up to go up. You have to give up to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice rather to go up. So you have to eliminate that fear of change. Number two, laziness. You know, to change takes effort. Change takes energy. 
It takes work to change. And so some people don't want to change because they're just lazy. I'm in the grocery store all the time. I get tickled all the time when I'm checking out. I buy a lot of produce because I make juice every day. So I buy tons of produce. And so when I'm checking out, without fail, it always convicts the cashier. When they see the items that I'm buying, the cashier without fail says, what are you doing? And I explained to them that I'm juicing, et cetera. And, and they said, I need to do that, but it is too much work. I, the cleanup is too much. The hassle is just too much. I can't do it. <laughs> Without fail, they all tell me that. They all say that they need to do it, but they don't want to go through the hassle. They said the cleanup is horrible. They said it's a mess. It's, they said I tried it, but I couldn't keep it up. It's just too much. So some people are just lazy. They don't want to change because it takes effort. It does take effort. It takes it takes work. It takes work. And some people, they're just too lazy to change. And then number three, sometimes it's pride. Pride. And our pride says, I don't need to change. Pride says, I don't need to change. Number four, sometimes we don't change because of ignorance. Because of ignorance. We don't know we need to change or we're not aware of all the options and avenues available to us to change. So sometimes ignorance prevents us from change. Number five, sometimes it's procrastination. I'll change later. I'll do it later. I'll change later. Number six, sometimes it's rebellion. I know I need to change. I can change, but I just refuse to. Now that's rebellion. I know I need to, but I am not going to change. And some people just make a conscious decision. I know I need to, but I'm not going to do that. I am not going to change. And that's rebellion. So sometimes we don't change because of rebellion. And then number seven, sometimes we don't change because of, you know, no purpose, no goals. There's nothing bigger. There's nothing better. You know, we don't see a need to change. And so we don't have the big picture to realize that we need to change or have a reason to change. But anyway, I love this parable here that, that Jesus gave because the, the landkeeper, he said, give me this year to work on it. Give me this year to work on it. I love that. And it's, it's really emblematic of our lives when we're working on a particular area of our life. Here are three things I noticed just from the parable. Number one, he had a specific focus. The tree was the focus. Now, there were other things on that land, but he was focused in on this tree. There were other items on the land, but he just so happened to stop at this tree. So the tree was the focus. And it lets us know that a lot of times it just may need to be one area of your life that you focus on. He had a focus on the tree specific focus. It was a specific focus. He didn't try to work on everything else in that garden. He only wanted to work on that tree. So specific focus. And so sometimes it just may be one area you need to work on for now, just one area at a time. Because if you have too many or too much at one time, it becomes overwhelming. And so a lot of times when it's overwhelming, we become exasperated and we just throw our hands up and say, it's too much. It's just too much. I remember my little girl, my wife had given her some duties. My wife said, I need you to clean your room. I need you to wash the clothes. I need you to fold them up. I need you to vacuum. I need you to do this and that. And my little girl stood there and heard all of that. She just collapsed on the floor. It was just overwhelming. It was just too overwhelming. (laughs) She just gave up. She gave up. It was overwhelming. It 
was overwhelming. So sometimes, in order to change, you just need one focus. You just need one focus, one thing, one thing, one thing. And so that's what I noticed in this parable. We get a great key there. He focused on one thing. There were a lot of other things on that land. Of course, there were a lot of other things on that land. He focused on one tree. And it says to us, have a specific focus. Have a specific focus, one at a time. Do one thing at a time. Do one thing at a time. Number two, the second thing I noticed in this parable, he was ready to change now. Second thing I noticed that was about the timing. He was ready to do it now. Ready to do it right now. He said, no, give me this year. I'm working on this right now. Starting today, I'm working on this now. So the timing, I noticed he had a specific focus and he had a specific time. He said, right now. I'm ready to change this now. I'm ready to change it now. Not next year. Not five years from now. He said, you give me right now. Let me get to work on this now. He was ready to change now. He had a specific focus and he had a specific time. He was ready to change now. Ready to change now. And then number three, the third thing I noticed, he had a plan of action. He had a plan of action. And so when you read it in Luke 13, verse 6 through 9, he had a plan of action. He said, let me dig around it. He began to specify exactly what he was going to do. He said, let me dig around it. Let me fertilize it. Let me work on it. And he had a plan of action of what he was going to do. So we get those three things from this parable. And I believe they were given to even help us change because he was trying to change. He was trying to change the productivity, the output, the destiny, and the purpose of this tree. And he gave those three things, specific focus, timing, which is now, And number three, a plan of action, plan of action. He knew exactly what he would do. He knew the steps he would take to get it done. I love that. So the Bible is just so practical, isn't it? The Bible is so practical. 2,000 years ago, God showed us how to change, showed us how to change, showed us how to change in that parable. So he had a plan of action. It lets us know that you have to take action. You have to have a plan of action, and then you have to act. It's one thing to have a plan, but it's a whole different thing to act. So you have to have a plan of action, and then you have to act on the plan. You have to plan it out and then act on that plan. Increase comes by action. Increase comes by action. The difference between who you are and who you want to be is what you do in between. The difference between who you are and who you want to be is what you do in between. Increase comes by action. Increase comes by action. And normally, when it comes down to action, there are normally two hurdles that we have to jump. Number one is doing what we don't want to do, doing what we don't want to do. And number two is doing it consistently, doing it consistently. Bruce Lee says that, you know, Bruce Lee was probably the greatest karate champion of all time. So I listened up. When I found out Bruce Lee said it, I said, man, let me hear what he had to say. This is Bruce Lee. I love Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee said that consistency trumps intensity. Consistency trumps intensity. In other words, I would rather you do it regularly at a moderate pace than to do it hard every so often. It's better to do it regularly at a moderate pace than to go all out, but you want to do that every blue moon. Consistency trumps intensity. That's from Master Bruce Lee. (laughs) So change requires consistency. Change, say that with me, change requires consistency. 
Change requires consistency. If you do it only occasionally, you only get occasional results. Change requires consistency. You won't change your life until you change something you do daily. You won't change your life until you change something you do daily. It's called the compound effect because when you do it daily, it adds up over time. When you do it daily, that becomes your input. You won't have to worry about the output. All you have to do is master the input. You input it daily, the output will come automatically because you're inputting it. You're doing it consistently day after day after day. When you do it right daily, you don't have to worry about the outcome. The outcome will come because you're putting the input. The input is what's important. You work on the input, the output will take care of itself. And so consistency is the key. Consistency is the key. You have to live in the moment. You have to make today a masterpiece. Today will never come again. Today will never come again. You have to make today a masterpiece. Make today a masterpiece. Somebody said that yesterday's home run doesn't win today's game. You can't win today's game because you hit a home run yesterday. No, you have to step right back up to the plate today because we're in a whole new game. You got to win today's game with today's home run. Today, consistency is the key. You have to make today a masterpiece. You have to win the day. You have to win the day. Don't worry about the big picture Don't worry about the big vision. Concentrate on winning the day. What can I do to win today? What can I do to win today? What can I do to win today? All you have to do is master one day. Don't worry about 30 years. The 30 years will take care of itself. All you have to do is one day. One day, one day, one day. Just do it for one day. Do it for one day. And so consistency is the only time I can use to change my life is today. I can't use tomorrow and I can't use yesterday. The only time you can use to change your life is today. The only time you have control over is today. There's nothing you can do in tomorrow. There's nothing you can do in yesterday. You are present right here in the day and this is the only time that you can change your life today, today. So success happens daily. Change happens daily. Change is not an event. Change is a process. It happens day after day. It happens day after day. Tom Ziegler said, he said, we all have a choice to do something now to make ourselves better. We all have a choice to do something now to make ourselves better. I love that. That goes right back to the tree in that parable. We have a choice to do something now to make our lives better. And that was a whole parable. The tree, he had an opportunity to work on that tree to bring change, to bring change. It was something he could do to bring change. The tree didn't have to stay the same. He could work on it and change it. He said, let me dig around it. That's work. Let me dig around it. Let me work on it. Let me fertilize it. Let me water it. Let me make sure it's getting enough nutrients and light and so Let me work on it. I can change it. I love that. I love that. That parable screams at us that we can change our lives. We can change our lives. 
we can change our lives is what separates humans from all the rest of the animal kingdom. It separates us from all animal kingdom. There's no other animal that can wake up and say, you know what? I'm going to get in shape today. We're the only being that can make a conscious decision to change our lives. We're made in the image of God. We're the only being. We're the only being that can say, you know what? I want to become a pilot. A dog can't say that. A dog cannot say that. We're the only being where we can make a decision and we can change the trajectory of our lives. We can change the destiny of our lives. We can change the purpose of our lives. We're the only creatures on earth that can make a conscious decision and send our lives on a total different trajectory. All because we have the ability to change. We have the ability to make a decision, a quality decision. We can change. Man, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. That tree didn't have to stay the same. He said, no, let me work on it this year. It can change. It can flourish. It can do what it was designed to do. Let me work on it. Let me work on it. Let me work on it this year. Let me work on it this year. I love that. Let me work on it this year. Don't give up on me yet, baby. Let me work on it this year. Let me work on it this year. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up on me yet. Let me work on it this year. There's a message of hope in that. I love that. There's a message of hope in that. He was about to cut that tree down. He said, no, don't give up on it yet. Let me work on it this year. It can be changed. It can be changed. You remember that you're the only creature on earth that can change your mind. You can change your destiny. You can dream and change your trajectory. Change. Purpose. Time. Change. Purpose. Time. Change. Purpose. Time. Change. I'm going to stop right here. I'm not done on change. We'll come back and do part two of change. (laughs) But man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited that we can change our lives. We can change our lives. We can change our lives. And God's word tells us that we can change our lives. Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed in this world, but be changed by the renewing of your mind. Be changed. You can change this world. There's another verse in the Bible. I can't call it. I got it in my notes here, but I can't call it. But it talks about the fact that we can, man, when we're beholding the word as in a mirror, we're changed into that same image. We're changed into that. You look in the word long enough. You look in the word long enough. You're changed into that image. You get your image out of the word. You get your image out of God's word. And you begin to change into that image. And so the Bible, it gives us that great hope, that great ability to change with the power of God, with God's help. Praise God. Man, I'm excited about change. I'm excited about change. Praise God. Amen. Anybody else excited to know that you can change your life? You can change your life. You can change your life. I was listening to a young man. He said he was a gang member and he just recently became teacher of the year. Changed his life. He made a decision and he had some good people around him. Changed his life. Changed his purpose. He changed his life. He went from gang member to teacher of the year. All because he decided to change and he had good people around him that helped him to change, that helped him to change. There's something powerful about purpose, using our time wisely, changing your life.
Praise God. We'll pick up next time. I'm out of time. Those of you who are watching by television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can watch this entire series absolutely free of charge, purpose, time, change. And you can also email it to a friend. But thank you so much for tuning in today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part three of the series titled Purpose, Time, Change by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7895. That's 7895. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7895 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word.